0: Hey, thanks so much for listening in to The Better Podcast. A huge, belated happy Mother's Day to all my friends around the world. Regardless of whether you have children or not, this day is pretty important because guess what? The fact that you're sitting here is because some woman pushed you out of their womb after gestating you for nine months. So you have something to be grateful for, for just the sheer fact that you are here right now. So today's episode is a little bit special and the next three episodes will be special as well because we're talking about pregnancy. Yep, for those of you who are male listeners, this is not your cue to shut it off or go to another podcast. It is your chance to go into the mysteries of pregnancy without having to embarrass yourself with questions that I will now embarrass myself with when I ask these amazing women about their journeys. The first in this series will target postpartum training, and we have with us Davina Pernolo from Ufit Orchard. Davina is a personal trainer and former Group X instructor, and I wanted to pick her brains about postpartum training because, well, I've never been a part of a pregnancy, and so bouncing back from that is a perspective I can't personally speak to, but more importantly, fitness is her job. And so there is a requirement not only to look a certain way, but also to get up early in the morning and help people with their fitness on a regular basis. So in order for her to do her job, she needed to be in physical prime shape. So in this episode, we talk a little bit about where to start if you've just given birth, how to start, and also how long to really give yourself grace period between having delivered a life and reprioritizing your fitness. So I hope you enjoy this perspective of postpartum training from a mom who's been through it herself and a personal trainer. All right, guys, we have Davina with us here today, and she is a friend and a highly talented personal trainer based in Orchard. Um, And she's recently given birth to Toby, who is extremely, extremely adorable, Um, and now she's helping guide many, many women in Singapore in their journey back to fitness after giving birth. Welcome, Davina.
1: Hi, Mel. Thank you for inviting me for this talk. Yeah. No problem.
0: I mean, I think a lot of the things that you know and have in your health is something that women all around the world can benefit from. So as much as I can do to help you spread that knowledge, it's actually my honor. To have you on,
1: <laughs> okay. You, well, I just um, hope that I can give enough information for women out there. Oh, I mean, get to get through this fitness journey postnatal easier.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, we've just literally just talked about this five seconds ago. How pregnancy is such a personal experience for everybody, <coughs> yep. and um, we're gonna kind of pick it up from there. What was your, what have you, what was your experience um, having Toby, and what was life like before she came along?
1: Uh, I think life before she came along was pretty. How i say how, Um, not a okay care in the world. I can do whatever I want. I don't answer to anyone. Like you know, even like my parents, they um, they pretty much let me do what I want. So I never mm-hmm. have to answer to anyone. And because uh, my husband is also in the fitness industry, so I I didn't go through <clears throat> what some people go through. Like oh, I mm-hmm. have to try to spend time with my significant other, and at the same time, I have to find time to go to the gym. Because because he understands my love of fitness, so mm. we go to the gym together. So I don't find any difficulty balancing and anything else. Mm. Uh, but once I have Toby, it's a lot of responsibility. Mm. Like um, like I have to be how to say is I have to plan my day every day. Like it suddenly becomes like just, just a such. It's a lot of a uh, responsibility. A lot of uh, the timing is really important. You know, it's not like last time, like oh, I can train at three o'clock if I don't feel like it. Maybe I train at seven. No, now mm-hmm. like even if I don't feel like it, if I only yeah. have seven a.m. to train, I have to train at seven a.m. Otherwise, I wouldn't get anything done. So it's a lot of a uh, just way busier. <laughs> I can <laughs> say, yeah, way busier and tired. Yeah, really tired. Yeah, that's about it.
0: I mean, I guess kids don't really they don't really care that you have a schedule. That kind of gets thrown out of the window and you take what yes. you can get.
1: Yeah. So it's, it's, and then sometimes even when you schedule, you have your schedule set up, things go the other way. So kids get sick, you yeah. know, or they cry before you leave the house and then you kind of pacify them before you leave. So things got thrown off pretty easily. Sometimes mm-hmm. I even have to change my uh, training a little bit. just right. because, because suddenly something somehow got changed along the way.
0: Yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit about. Uh, so you mentioned that your husband and you uh, are both in the fitness industry. Can you take us back in time a little bit and tell us about your background?
1: Okay. Um. So basically, I start. Uh, I started as a group fitness instructor, and I was think I was late 17, close to 18. You know, uh, I was taking notes, so I started with body attack, and then RPM, body palm, and body old balance. school. Yes. So I did that for like, uh, five years. And so, um, and I, the reason why I quit was I wanted more. And for some reason I, because I, I you know, what body pump is basically just, you're in a mm-hmm. room carrying light weights, but multiple repetitions. Mm. Uh, I think from body pump alone, I find that I really like lifting weights. Mm. So that's when I started going to the free weights area try to learn from like just the guys in the gym, you know. Mm. Uh, because we are colleagues anyway, so I learned from them. Mm. And then I came across CrossFit because one of the PT there, she actually said, Oh you should try CrossFit if like lifting lifting weights. Mm. So I went to CrossFit. <clears throat> uh, I like it at first. But again along the way I think this is the story of a lot of people, along the way there are those who stay with just CrossFit, but along the way there are other people who start to do diverse in something else. where thing yeah. You know, uh, gymnastic. That's all, and I, I still like lifting. I always find it very fun. It's not mm. even about showing off or anything for me. It's really literally very very fun for me to lift heavy weights. So that's how I got into powerlifting and weightlifting. Uh, but weightlifting took a bit of a backseat because I uh, I tore my uh, TFCC, basically my wrist uh, this wrist muscle. I tore it, so uh, I had to take weightlifting. Mm-hmm. Like just take, take a step back and I just focus on powerlifting And then yeah, ever since, it's just been just lifting weight as heavy as I can know, try to get stronger
0: When did yeah. you uh transition out of the Group X scene?
1: Uh, I transitioned out... I think I was already about... Hang on... I think I was about already 23?
0: And what led four, you to become a personal trainer?
1: Oh, personal trainer was uh, after I finished group XC. and then after that I. S- to be honest, how I become a personal trainer, it's never really a, it's never really a career that I sort of choose in. It. It's mm. always like I have a lot of friends, I have a lot of cousins, and they know that I do this. I uh, exercise, and they kind of and they was like, oh, like can you teach me how to? Mm. So it begins just by teaching a bunch of friends, a bunch mm. of like. The cousins in my home, in my home gym, in my home gym, and then I realized I actually really like uh, coaching people. Mm-hmm. So I cannot give you a specific date.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. A
1: specific year. It's just something that gradually happens without me knowing that I'm actually like trying to help people to whatever their goal is, lose weight, look better.
0: I thought it was interesting for you to say that, you know, you've never imagined yourself to be a personal trainer, even though you've done, you know, group yeah. te- group fitness teaching in the past, because yeah. uh, I feel like the same thing happened to me. Mm-hmm. I really loved coach- coaching CrossFit, but now I identify more as a personal personal trainer, Yeah,
1: yeah. just
0: because yeah. there's just a lot of, I think there's an amount of uh, intimacy in personal training that Coaching group yes. classes Don't give you
1: Yeah And I think that what scares me from from PT For a while to become a personal trainer I feel like it's too much Of a responsibility And mm. I think that's what that's, that's the reason Why I never think of it Because I feel like Oh I want Or I, I don't want You know like <laughs> Because in general I'm not a very uh, I wouldn't say I'm an introvert as well But I'm yeah. not like The kind of like Oh hi hi I'm not you know right. So uh, And I think To be a personal trainer You need to be A certain level of friendliness mm. Which I I'm not saying I'm not friendly But it's just Not in my nature To be chummy right. with everyone, you see? Yeah. That's why I and I always think that personal training is not my style.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: until eventually like the people that I teach getting like from from a bunch of like let's say five guys or five girls, it becomes like just four and then three and then two and then one is just a gradual thing that happens. Yeah. And now that I mean it actually I enjoy it. Because it's I feel really like good. I get yeah, I get to know people more, their journey, you know, and you get to learn a lot. People you know, from other people. Because they
0: all come from different aspect of life. Mm-hmm. I think the other experience that um, that personal training affords is the the responsibility can be overwhelming, but it's also very. I like that kind of pressure where people are leaning onto you to know more and better at
1: what you do. Yep, that's true. When
0: when you know that, like you know, whether or not this person uh, can get their diastasis recti, which is the separation of the yep, abs, you yep. know, better in six months or six years, that's Highly due to what you're doing with them and what you're advising them to do. So yeah, that pushes, yeah. I think, me personally, at least as a personal trainer, to to educate myself. So I thought, yeah. you know, that, that bit is quite cool. Yeah, um, of course, of course. One of the reasons I wanted to speak to you was because uh, I've been following you on Instagram for a while now. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I felt was really cool was that you've kind of documented your journey after having Toby until today. Yeah. Uh, can you tell us a little bit more about your personal journey back to fitness or personal journey through the postpartum period?
1: Um, it was, I have to say, uh, it was harder than I thought <laughs> <laughs> because after I, gave, after I exercised the entire pregnancy mm-hmm. way to the last day, and I generally thought because you have heard it all, all all the time in the magazines and even in like a social media of like uh, let's say uh, an IFBB pro bikini who had a kid already. they was mm-hmm. like, Oh if you exercise it's gonna be so much easier for you to bounce back. Um, I feel like that was not the case. If anyone tell me that it's easy to bounce back during financial I am not bullshit So the one thing that I noticed a lot after I finished fantasy was the loss of strength. Mm. Just from that one day of pushing this creature out. <laughs> and like yeah, no comb my 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 core strength is zero totally. No mm-hmm. shoulder strength, nothing. Mm-hmm. And um it was a lot of uh I mean asked my husband, it was a lot of like whining in a sense, like oh my god like I'm not gonna be a last time anymore, you know, like I have this like I I, I, I had diestasis and I'm like, oh shit, like I am I'm gonna be like a I'm gonna be sad and I'm not gonna be unfit and all things mm-hmm. like that. But I realized that uh, all these are just negative thinking. Mm. And if I want to advise the child, anyone is you really need to take, t- take it slow because it takes you 10 months to create a human being. Mm. You cannot expect yourself to bounce back in three months. Mm. No, no matter what they say on social media, right. if you, if, if you give, if you create this human being in 10 months, give yourself about a year. Mm. So I've been, I've been telling all my clients that, but I guess it's difficult to accept that yeah. because the year is a long time right. and then you see all these magazines where women just have apps two months after they gave birth. Right. But I, I think that is, uh, they're lucky in a way, I guess. And of course, they They put in the hard work, blah, blah, blah. But hmm. in the reality, I think it's difficult.
0: So um, where did you start?
1: So the first month is, as any, any Chinese, it's confinement month. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, never do anything. All I did was our home. We had a, we had an elliptical machine, so all I did was elliptical machine every day, almost every day for twenty minutes, and it really started as you know how they have the the level of difficulty level one, level two, level three. Yeah. The, the, so it, I really started just by walking at level one for twenty minutes because that's that's all the energy that I had, mm. and I slowly build it up, mm. and then after that I started going back to the gym again in one and a half month. That's when after I uh, I already sort of like sorted out the whole breastfeeding thing, you know, because I had a sleeping schedule. So yeah. I, I sort of, my body sort of adjusted to it already. Uh, so I started, to be honest, mm. I think everyone is different. If mm. your background is, let's say yoga, you probably start out just by practicing yoga. You know? yeah. Because my, lift, my background is lifting, so I started out with uh, typical bodybuilding routine first. Yeah. I'm not, I don't even bother like going to the like, they leave the squat, Right. My, my core was so weak. Mm-hmm. I just, I just did the bodybuilding stuff first. I do a split, and then uh, it was difficult at first because um, I didn't know when I should train. In a sense that, like, because I was breastfeeding, yeah. uh, I realized that if I train before I feed my baby, like my my supply kind of like went down. Oh, there's okay. a lot. Of, there's a lot of trial errors. Different women, different women are different. You know, some people that they're, they're not affected by it at all. I've even heard some women that they exercise and then they went home and they go home and feed their baby and the baby doesn't like a taste of milk. Hmm. Interesting. So it's, yeah, it's a lot of like these different different things. There's a lot of trial error, and sometimes I don't even get to work out. Don't even go to go to the gym at all. So hmm. that's how I don't know if you see my Instagram. My house actually has a legit pull-up Yeah, a <laughs> ring and a ring, and a, ring and a kettlebell. Yeah. It because because I didn't have time to go to the gym at all, so I decided to bring the gym to my house. Mm. Something that's simple, cool. you know, yeah, something simple, yeah. something that uh, something that can be done. And I, I love catalog because it's you can pretty much use it for anything, you see. Yeah. Uh, so yeah that's how I started and then uh, I wasn't even thinking about nutrition yet, like yeah. I say because my focus was still um, breastfeeding. So yeah. I need to make sure that I had enough milk supply and also because I realized that if I eat pizza the night before, the next day I have a lot of milk. Uh, so pizza and healthy is doesn't exactly, you know. <laughs> no. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's about it. I only started paying attention to my nutrition, like really, really, really pay attention in the sense that I start to calorie count, weigh my food only after I'm done with breastfeeding. Ah,
0: uh, okay. Yeah. How, um, so... What was your what was your goal going into this? The postpartum into, period?
1: Uh, I always I always tell myself, I told my I told my husband that I wanna I still wanna compete. This is not the end of me competing. Yeah. So I told him that I, told him that I still wanna compete. So uh, my goal going in into this postpartum at first it was just of course to look good, you know what I mean? I don't want to look like mum. Uh, and then after that, it becomes the like, okay, monk bot is real, huh? Yes, that's the thing. It, it is real, it's, it's, it's horrible. Like, after you give up, your body has changed, it's no longer the way it is for some reason. Yeah. Uh, and then I say, I want to compete, but uh, it used to be like, okay, I give up, let's say, in June 2016, I want to try to compete in uh, mid June next year, but it didn't happen. Okay, it actually happened much later than that. Maybe I it's, it happened like uh, six to eight months later than I thought it was going to be.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So your your goal was to compete again? Yeah, a it's, just, it's,
1: it's, a, it's a benchmark. It was a benchmark for me. If I could right. do that, it means I am right where I was.
0: Okay. Yes. And when did you start uh, becoming more serious about that goal? After you were done breastfeeding, you said?
1: Yes, after I was done breastfeeding. Because I have to make sure that I was putting the right kind of food uh, in my body and if I want to make weight, usually mm. make weight means you have to cut weight. If yeah. Cut weight and Caloric deficit that it will actually uh, affect your milk supply. Yeah. So that is like, for me like being a mother and providing food for my, for, for Toby is my first priority. Yeah. And then when that was done and then I can focus on something else.
0: Gotcha. What are uh, some of these obstacles that you face getting back into Competition shape since you <coughs> said that it did take a delay. Uh,
1: so I think number one was I am because I was so used to lifting heavy weights, I pushed myself a little bit too much. I think about eight months into postpartum, mm. and I actually had to slip this from it just for uh, oh, wow. when I was uh, I was just transporting twenty kilos for my <laughs> twenty kilo bar transport. And third rep, I felt something move, mm. and um. It was so excruciating that they had to call an ambulance to carry me on the stretcher because I couldn't stand up at all. <laughs> so uh, that was the first. That was the first. Um, mm. The first uh, setback. I think, as I say, I was pushing myself too much. Yeah. Basically, I, my body wasn't ready for it, but my, mm. I want to because I was in such a rush. Yeah. And that was a big mistake. And number two was I think uh, sleep. Mm-hmm. I think as a mom, even though she sleeps through the night, as a mom you tend to wake up more often because you check on your baby. You know, mm. uh, you make sure that number one they're still breathing, and number two, uh, you just it's just it's just human. It's it's just a mother instinct to right. wake up and check on your baby. So your sleep is very very disturbed. So mm. I didn't get enough rest. Whereas last time before I was pregnant, I could sleep ten hours straight, feel fresh the next day, and I just I, I just hit uh,
0: training hard. Yeah, yeah, hit
1: training hard again. And number oh. three was nutrition. Uh, Sometimes <clears throat> no time to eat, mm. uh, sometimes eat too much because by the end of the day you're just so tired and you just want comfort food, yeah.
0: And you yep. start reaching
1: for the Doritos, the and I love Doritos and I love uh, gummy bears, those are the number two, those are the two things that I tend to reach out at night, yeah. So, which is, um, I, mean, I think a lot of face as well, they always say, Oh, I don't actually, I don't think I eat a lot, actually, mm. they do, they
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean. Uh, I was just listening to that sleep podcast by doc- Dr. Uh, Matthew Walker on yeah. J- the Joe Rogan podcast, and they were talking about how the effects of uh, you know being basically being sleep deprived causes mm-hmm. the the hormone the le- leptin hormone that signals to you, um, I think it signals satiation, like it tells you that your body has had enough. It suppresses that; it doesn't allow you to feel full, and it mm-hmm. increases the hormone that c- helps you crave. Uh, food that's you know simple sugars and and all the things that you're really not supposed to be putting into your body so i think those two things at the same time are working kind of against you yes yeah uh what are so clearly now you're in excellent shape and it's been amazing watching you transform because i think it gives a lot of people hope uh what are some of the tools that you've used to you know overcome these problems
1: uh I went for for calorie counting for, for nutrition itself. I Actually, use uh, RP Renaissance mm-hmm. you know, so uh, uh, RP strength. So uh, I think because I've, as a, as a trainer, I know what to eat. You got know I, yeah. I know I, I know what to eat, but I think because my, my body was so new to me now, it's, it's like feel like a foreign 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 thing to me. That I need, yeah. I, I need help just knowing how much I should eat. Yeah. So I went for I went to RP. Uh, and it works as long as you um, follow follow it through. <laughs> as that as the, always,
0: I, isn't that the secret to every single fitness yes. uh, goal? It works. Yes. You just have to do the thing.
1: Yeah. So yeah. I think a lot of a lot of mom a lot of mom tell me that oh I like I said they say I don't eat a lot actually I don't know why I'm still not losing weight mm. and um, number one maybe they're not eating enough and number two even though they're eating but they're eating things that are quite bad. You know what I mean? Like not very not, not really nutritional. So I feel like if I can tell one thing to new moms, you need to find a nutritionist that will help you with your mm. nutrition. That's number one. Yeah. Uh, and then number two, I think I actually uh, what's it called? get a programming from Juggernaut. Okay. Yeah. Because like I said, I've been doing things my way for a number of, number of years. Yeah. Uh, so, I want, I feel like if I do things the way I did before, my body going to adapt to it pretty quickly uh, and not in a good way, in a sense that I will not make any progression. So I need something new to help me just kick up this, uh, what's it called, this journey to compete again. Mm. So, I choose Juggernaut and uh, RP and then it helps. And then also, it helps that you have a husband that understand that, <laughs> understand that this is your goal. Because how?
0: Yeah. So I was gonna ask you, how does Adrian kind of support that goal of yours? Does he schedule out shifts that you know he's taking Toby? You, this is your time to go do your own thing. So he kicks you out of the house, go work out, or
1: yeah, how? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So basically, I I told him that I just need like a, an hour and a half every day to train. On the rest day, I'm fine. So he so he did, he gave me that he was like okay, just tell me you want to train tomorrow and we'll arrange something. So I think he helped me in that way that
0: mm-hmm. he
1: gave me one and a half hour away to train, and yeah. I think the good thing as well because I, t- t- for me when I train is my happy time. So I don't need extra happy time. You get what I mean? Like some mothers thought, I want to do my nails, I want to do my hair, dah, dah, dah. I don't need <laughs> that. I just need to train. I'm happy just training. You get what I mean? So yeah. he helped me in that way. Uh and. Yeah, and, and in the way it goes both ways. See, he got to spend time with his daughter because he's so busy mm. uh, with work. So, let's say it goes both way. I give some time, I take mm-hmm. myself some time off to train and he gets to spend time with his daughter. Yeah, Out
0: of that's our, awesome. Like yeah. it's
1: like 13 hours shift. because yeah. <laughs> he has yeah. had 13 hours yeah. a day. It's yeah. insane.
0: Um, so, what are some of the obstacles that you probably still face today as a new mom?
1: <sighs> still nutrition. I think yeah. Has this in it. yeah. Um. I think now that she's eating solids, mm. when she's older and she's very choose, starting to get choosy of what she eats. Sometimes I eat, a, I eat her leftovers. <laughs> so it's like way over my 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 calorie intake. What I'm supposed to eat. Right?
0: You were just telling yes. me that story about how she was force feeding you eggs the other day.
1: Yes, she was, and I was like, I think I ate twice the amount of best I'm supposed to eat all the other day. <laughs> because you, you already have your meal planned, and then she come and shove you more foods. Like those yeah. you don't want to waste foods, so you don't want to throw it away. So you eat it. Yeah. The good the good thing is, parents tend to feed their kid healthy food. So mm. whatever you are eating is not a bad food. But as always, if you if your goal is to lose weight, calories is calories. Mm. It is still a caloric surplus. Uh, so I think that's the only problem that I face now. That she just. Now that she is very choosy of what she eats. Like, and yeah. I end up eating a lot of uh, <laughs> uh Excess snackers. Yes. Even yeah. when I yeah, so I think this and then um like um even I try to stretch at home as well, she this she'll just come and disturb me and things like that. But uh, I mean it's okay. It's really no big deal for me. Like I said, mm. um everything is is adaptable. You know, you still go through training and I don't think that it is, I don't think that that is a major problem. Mm. So, yeah.
0: As long as all those other things that you spoke of is in place, like making yeah. sure that you get that one and a half hours and, you know, communicating with your partner what you need. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, I kind of want to shift gears a little bit and talk about the women that you do train because yeah. uh, I'm fairly aware that not a lot of women have the privilege of having worked out their entire lives. So, yeah. Coming back to training after, you know, such a major traumatic experience, it is a trauma to the body when you, when you give birth, um, how, what are some of the misconceptions that you feel women have about postpartum training?
1: Uh, what misconceptions, let me think. Like I said before, I think they, are. how do I say this, um, put much pressure on themselves. Mm. Like I said, awesome. ten months to create a baby. Take your time to get back to where you were, and sometimes you might even not get back to where you were. I mean, it sucks, but that's the way it is. You, you, your body's been through a lot of uh, a lot of changes, mm. and to be honest, I feel like my body is not even the way it used to be. In I wouldn't say it's in a bad way; it's just different. Right. So, I think women, women are too caught up in. Mothers are too caught up in looking like what they were before they gave birth. Yeah. But we are not supposed to be like that anymore. Things <laughs> change. You get what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, I feel people, the I mean, woman, women in general, need to be more realistic okay. of their goals post I have women coming in saying, "I need to lose my weight. I need to be back where I was in four months because I'm going back to work in four months." Mm. That's Because yeah, that's when my maternity leaves. And I'm like If you're not sleeping enough You know You're so breastfeeding uh, Chances are It's not going to happen I said, I'll help you The best that I can But don't put That kind of pressure On yourself
0: Yeah How do they react to that? <laughs> uh, not
1: well <laughs> Not well Of course they're like Oh yeah, yeah yeah Okay okay But you know It's kind of like, like One year in One year out Yeah they, they kind of advise So I feel like The best possible the, the best uh, thing to do Is just let like them let them, uh, what's it called, go through the journey themselves. Mm. Yeah, like there's, there's, there's nothing that I can do. I can tell, like I can give them that much information, but mm-hmm. if they don't listen, there's nothing I can do. So they just have to learn it Yeah, through their own journey. Uh, of course, like I said, there are people who lose weight really fast. They are lucky. Mm-hmm. But in general, those who come here and seek for help, that's not the case.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, What are some of uh, the basic things? So, you mentioned a little bit about, you know, not having enough time to go to the gym. So, you brought the gym home with you. What are some of the basic things that people can do sort of right out of the gate? So, if they're in their one-month confinement and they want to make some progress, they've got, say, 15-20 minutes. Mm -hmm. If they don't have an elliptical, what can they do?
1: Yeah, That's what I did last time, actually. Like, my workout was, when I first started, my workout wasn't always, uh, like, an hour straight. Mm. Sometimes it got broken up, like 15 minutes in the morning, yeah. half an hour in the afternoon, and then another fifty minutes at night. Uh, there's there's tons of information online. I think the first thing that every single uh, postpartum woman needs to do is to see a female specialist physio. Right. Number one, just to check their check check their diastasis to see whether or not. Uh, they are ready to exercise, especially those who have C-section. Yeah. Um. I think a lot of women make a mistake of, okay, I'm going to run. Yeah. But the I'm sure you have heard about this and how the pelvic floor yeah. is not ready yet and they go and run and then they end up having like leakage and things like mm. that. So number one priority that I told all this time my clients is, have you seen a physio? If you haven't, like, should I should I uh, introduce one for you? Refer one for you. Mm. Uh, once everything is clear out, and then usually the future will give you a list of exercises that you need to do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, depending on how bad your diastasis is, mm. and whether your pelvic floor is strong or not, and then uh, I like to use I like to use resistance band at the beginning. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's a great tool to just uh, harden that cough. Modify exercise mm. So I will start with Like Glute uh, bridge You know I will walk Walk, on, walk mm. up and down The stairs That will be helpful mm. For me So just to get Some uh, cardio Going on yeah. I swim I swim as well Sometimes But if, if you went Through C section I'm not sure If you can swim How early yeah. you can swim Because there's, yeah. there's, there's An open moon Yeah uh, I think things like that very, very basic things Even push up Against the wall I don't even think That any I couldn't even do A single push up When I just give up Like mm. my core was so big So I did a lot of like Wall seat yeah. Push up against Against the wall uh, Blue bridge You know Yeah Or uh, even like Light dumbbell Because I have light dumbbells Like 3 kilos at home a Light dumbbell shoulder press I think that itself it Helps a lot Yeah From
0: so, a Training perspective Like it'd be
1: pretty I mean, obviously, the three different
0: muscle contractions that you can work in, right—the isometric, the concentric, and the eccentric. Yeah. Would, would you say that the fastest or the best way to, for any <laughs> for any newly uh, delivered mom is to start with isometric exercises, followed by concentric, then slowly adding the eccentric to it?
1: Um, I think the best thing for them to do is, in in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh you need to build the sh- the base strength first. So for example like a like a squat. let I will make them squat to a chair first and then things like that. Uh actually, no, actually it depends on different women. Different some I for, for example, someone like me I never find a problem yeah. going back to exercising. Mm. But I, some people, some, some of them already have back pain and things like that. So yeah. you really have to cater to, cater to different women. Different right. women coming in, with different problems, different weakness. Some of them have lower back pain, some of them have shoulder pain. So mm. it's, I think postpartum journey is a very personal journey. Mm. That's why I feel like it is very important for someone to have a trainer. If yeah. you really have no idea what you're doing. yeah, You get what I mean? Yeah. Yep. So I can't give you a, a, a definitive answer to that. That's it cool. is it is really uh, it's different everybody has different things going on after they give birth
0: yeah I mean the other side that I wanted to touch on was also mental health for women yeah. um there's this I mean hashtag around the the mom guilt uh thing that you know you yeah. see everywhere and I've spoken yeah. briefly to one of our friends Kelly Latimer and she she talks to me a little bit about just this Anxiety that women have around going to train and being apart mm-hmm. from their baby, especially at the very beginning of their, the, their Life like the first few years of their baby's life. So they yeah. end up sort of uh, I guess Disregarding their own health for the sake mm. of their baby's growth. Yep uh, Have you personally encountered anything like that or seen any of your clients struggle
1: with it? Uh, I don't have a client where she uh, she always brings her baby here with her. Mm. It got to the point that I think they always spend time together that the moment that she has to do an exercise and I have to carry him <coughs> away from her, he other crying. It's more like a separation anxiety issue. So, um, I, I think that's what she felt. She it makes me feel guilty if she leaves her baby with, let's say, the helper or the mother-in-law or whoever it is that's available to babysit. Um, I personally never really had an issue with that, and and it, it doesn't and it's not because I'm a bad mom or anything. Because I personally believe that I need to take care of myself. Because if I can take care of someone else, mm-hmm. I think that's what every woman needs to know. If you are not taking care of yourself, yeah, you probably survive for like I don't know five six years. But I know you're just gonna crumble. And um, I feel like if you don't love yourself, you cannot love someone else. That's yeah. number one rule. And number two, if you continue going down this path where you neglect yourself for the sake of everyone else, when this is this is how I think it is, I feel yeah. like when you when, she, when your kid grow up, especially if you have a daughter, you what kind of how you're kind of like painting a very bad picture of motherhood to your daughter mm. You gotta. Know I mean? yeah. if, if when your daughter grow up and you and then you start telling your daughter, oh yeah, you know, like I used to be this and this and this, but then once you give birth, one escape as once I gave birth, I I dropped on my dream. Yeah. I think if you're especially if you have a daughter or if even if a son, if they hear that, yeah. they'll be like, okay, parenthood is the doom. it? Is is the end of me? Like, yeah. like you, you kind of like, this is not the kind of, you know. Perspective that you want your children to have Yeah so, But I feel like if as a, as a parent uh, If you can juggle everything pretty much well mm-hmm. your, your kid is gonna Take on this Possibility as a parent in the future So much better
0: Yeah and I think it sends the right message to them As you know they're not a burden You didn't like yeah. It was not a chore for you to To have them in the first place
1: yeah, exactly, you know. So I want, I want my daughter to grow up and to, to, to feel that oh, even though my mom is busy, she still have she still have dreams, she still have passion. She's mm. just not this a caregiver. That, that's mm. it, nothing. So I mean nothing wrong with
0: being a caregiver either. Yeah, I
1: mean, of course. That's really difficult.
0: Uh but I think, you know, the messaging and the intent is the is the important thing here in terms yeah, of
1: um, I I I mean, especially with the current world where like everyone feels like uh like Women should be stronger, taking more active role, and let's say in the in the, in the in the at work, you know, and in the, in the mm-hmm. world. You see, I feel like it is important to send a message to our children, especially if you have a daughter, like I said, yeah. that, uh, that being married or having a kid doesn't mean that that's the end. you, yeah. still, you still can be yourself. You don't have yeah. to lose yourself in all these manners, yeah. uh, and all this busy schedule. So I think that's why I never had a problem of mom guilt. I feel it's yeah. healthy actually. Yeah, three hours off, you know?
0: Yeah. I think for a lot of people, they have no problems, um, as especially the ones that I've spoken to at least, they have no problems being ambitious with their work, uh, with their standards of parenting, but they do have an, yep. a big problem with keeping themselves accountable. And I think that's in terms of their health, I mean. And I think that's where uh, the whole having some having someone like a personal trainer who understands the nuances of training and someone who understands just sort of where you're at on a personal level and not just a generic training program can help tremendously for a lot of women.
1: Yeah.
0: How would you uh, encourage moms to take action towards um, just becoming more active? So imagine you're talking to somebody who, you know, they're they're probably nursing a toddler now of three to four years old But they've already missed that first few years of window Because yeah. they were either uneducated or uninspired Or just just didn't have the energy to train And so now they feel like it's a little bit too late what, How would you encourage those new moms to make time?
1: There are a lot of ways to exercise It doesn't have to be like to the gym or anything I think everybody has a different interests uh, mm-hmm. If the gym is not for you, find something else. Be, mm-hmm. There's a reason why there's kickboxing. There's a reason why there's Muay Thai. There's a reason why there's yoga, Pilates, and I always tell them. Uh, I always tell people. I mean, I have friends who give, who give up and say, "Oh, they're Like, uh, what can I do? But I don't know yeah. what gym. I say that a yeah. lot of other things. Try find one that you like and you and something that you will stick with it. And I will always tell them that it's not too late to start. Everyone mm-hmm. starts somewhere. Mm-hmm. I don't come. I don't come into the gym. And then straight away Being able to score 100 kilo, You get what I mean mm-hmm. um, So I will And also I will tell them That take it as an investment On yourself You know Bingo um, yeah. If you are Happy uh, Life will, as it, It's just Your marriage Will be better you, you as a parent You'll be able yeah. to, to give better I say yeah. So And the thing is I will always tell them If someone asks you The same question What will you tell them you will tell mm. them the same thing, right? Take care mm. of yourself before you can take care of other people. So, mm. wanna apply that to yourself. Mm. So that's why, this why I think I always tell uh, people who like, you know, like, oh, don't have time to work out, da 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 Like, I understand that being a mom is an excuse, but they need to see in a different light. Like, what can yeah. I get out of exercising? What can I yeah. get out of just taking control of my health?
0: Yeah, you know,
1: it's, it, it also sends a message on your children. Yeah, and then you, you realize that when parents are more active, kids' children are tend to be more active. Yeah, and I'm not trying to be mean, but there's a reason really why when they see an obese person, generally the whole family is obese. Yeah, yeah. it is really a, there's, is really a, scientific, a there's a
0: scientific correlation there, that definitely. Um, I think, I mean, gone are the days that are like you know, you go to just fitness first or one of these big, massive chains, uh, and you pick a, from a class there now, people go to. Yoga and then that afternoon They go to Cruise Cycle And then they go to Orange Theory yeah. Right like there's so many Independent little things That you can try out And mm. literally it is trying something Trying everything Until you find something <laughs> yeah. That you like yeah, yeah I mean
1: like Even even if you want to Go to a gym But you cannot find time to a gym You can actually There's a lot of trainers That do uh, house visits mm. I, I yeah. used to do that I used to have clients Who have kids And so I go to their house To train them In the condo gym And their kids is there with them Mm-hmm. I sometimes I even bring my daughter along <laughs> if I cannot oh, find a babysitter. Sweet. Cause because yeah. they are parents also, they understand. You know, as mm-hmm. a mom, it's difficult to find time, and they and they respect the fact that you want to work, mm-hmm. but at the same time you can't find a babysitter. So I think in general, uh, if you if your client is uh is a is a, is a mom and herself, she will understand. Yeah. she is very understanding. So I say, like I said, there's a lot of options. You know, what's like said, the house calls everything. Yeah. Uh, Never think of it as uh uh extra, Never think of it as an extra money spent. Mm. Think about it as really an investment because you know, like, well, to to be fair, like if you if you there's a reason why you people hire trainer because they can't do it themselves, right? And or they hire someone else, yeah.
0: And the investment is really also in finding out what you enjoy for the long term, right? It's not yeah. just an investment in looking good in six months. It's an investment in finding out, oh, I actually really like, I don't know, uh, cycling. Or like, I really like yeah. jiu-jitsu or whatever. You know, whatever that makes you fall in love with the process is what you most likely stick with and develop yeah. a habit of moving in as well.
1: So, yeah, and in, and in general, people people say that they really like exercising because it really gives them the endorphin release. Mm. So I've never heard anyone, I mean, I have people who say they don't like exercising. But that's because they are sore the day after. But mm. in in general people really like uh what they how they feel after they have a good workout. Mm. So never ever think that it is uh, an, an extra expenditure. Mm. I, think, uh, I think I think I think that's number one thing also that what moms are worried about is they feel like I already have to feed this human <laughs> being. Yeah. It's a lot of money did to have a child and then i to spend extra money on personal training.
0: Ah, uh, that and that's yeah. absolutely true. Yeah. Uh we're gonna close off with one last question. Yep. For all the couples that are listening, so whether pregnant, expecting, uh, not expecting, what can what do you think partners can do to help with the process, or how has Adrian personally helped you?
1: Which face. I didn't like post-pregnancy or <laughs> pre-pregnancy. I don't know. Well, let's
0: let's do both. Let's do both. <laughs> um.
1: I feel like uh, I feel. I feel like you can use this
0: chance to tell men to help massage their pregnant women's (laughs) feet.
1: If your wife is breastfeeding, have to wash the bottles. Mm. Of course, sometimes you express milk and wash the bottles. Wash the parts of the pump. That's number one.
0: Mm. And number
1: two, uh, I think this is the reason why I'm not I'm not being sexist or discriminating. This Mm. is the reason why I I always encourage my friend. Just give birth. If you want to find a trainer, try to find a female trainer. Mm. If you can't find someone that uh, used to have a child, it's even better. I <laughs> already given birth is is, is better. Uh, just because they they can relate more to your experience. Mm. Even like for me, because I give because I given birth uh, naturally. If mm. someone came to me and she's a C section. Mm. I'm not saying I'm not saying I didn't have the confidence, but I will say that I will not really understand how she feels. Well I do not have the scar, you see. Yeah. So, uh, so this is what I mean by I think men in general they will never know how women feel. Yeah. So, uh, if your wife just given birth, just um, being there for her is really good. Uh, Post-natal, I think
0: one of the things that I, I feel like pe- men struggle with particularly is feeling like they don't know where they can be, cannot be. They don't want to irritate you, but they yeah. also want to be helpful. So that's why I asked the question.
1: Um, I think I think for me, just, just to talk to them is the best. Uh, mm. Postnatal depression is something that is really real. Mm. Uh, I had it myself. And there's nothing much that my husband could do except just talk to me. Mm. That just the talking itself helped. You okay. know what I mean uh, We don't expect Any super grand gesture We just mm. need someone To listen to us yeah. That's number one Because let's be honest Nothing they can do yeah. <laughs> it, Everything Everything is going through In our body We feel it ourselves They'll never know how we feel So when we complain Or when we whine Just listen Yes. Yeah. I mean we just want to Get it out of our chest You know what I mean Yeah uh, Yeah, and then if if maybe help around the housework and things like that, and Mm. I think for all the fathers out there, it is very important to give you. I know that you are busy at work, you know, and we understand that you have your role to play at home, Mm. but uh, taking care of a baby is Mm. a totally different level. Mm -hmm. Um. So yeah, try to give your wife some time off. You know, uh, yeah, for her. An hour off, you know, go and have go and watch. I don't know, you go and watch binge watch something for an hour without this, without getting any disturbance, you know. What I mean, or like yeah. just go out for a run for a walk, you know. Yeah, um, so fathers or men in general need to take a more active role in parenthood. I feel, mm. Mm. yeah, I, I mean, I've heard a lot of men that are, I'm not saying they are not active in parenthood, they do spend time with their kids, but when it comes to the actual. Caring like changing the diaper Feeding right. them A lot of them actually Have no clue what's going on
0: <laughs> Yeah I mean I think it goes back To what you talked about right Like a lot of them Are well intentioned But just lost Yeah So um, Communicating is really Like the first place Understanding that You know I think if Adrian Didn't communicate to you That he was Yes I am ready I am willing to help What can I do You wouldn't yeah. be comfortable Having like asking him to do stuff Because then you feel like They're imposing on him too
1: Yeah yeah. I mean, the good so. thing about Adrian is He he actually listens he, he, He's a very good listener So mm. uh, When I was having the Postnatal depression He was very He just listens He did not command. You know? I think he only gave uh, Like a Oh so uh, How are you feeling right now Even just by, just by asking How you feeling Did you sleep well it's, It shows that you care mm. And this was something That he's really good at Yeah uh, So I feel like that's
0: what men in general can do. That's just awesome. listen. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Awesome. Uh, if anyone listening wants to find out more about just how you've been through your journey postpartum, where where can they find more information? Is there an Instagram you want to link them to?
1: Uh. Um. You can. Uh, I think in general, I just update my Instagram. Yeah. I, I don't know how. That, I, because you know my Instagram yeah. name is not my name, so it's not your—it's not your yeah. name. But we'll it's link something
0: it. Else. We'll link it in the show notes. Uh, you guys, if you guys are looking for a uh, qualified PT who's also you know gone through the process herself, or just want to chat to Davina about you know getting back to training, or have someone who's you know an adult to have this conversation with, you can feel free to hit her up, and sh- I'm sure she'll be happy to answer any of your questions.
1: Yep. Awesome.
0: Thank you so much, Davina.
1: Thank you, Mel.
0: Not a problem. And that's it. It's a wrap. And to all three of you who made it all the way to the end, thank you so much for listening. On the next episode, we're going to continue on this journey where we talk about babies and pregnancy. And we have Emily Crutchley with us from Hong Kong who will be sharing a little bit about her personal journey, how that didn't go to plan, but still ending up with a pretty kick-ass baby, Fletch. Uh, And the importance of having a trainer to guide you through all that. So stay tuned and see you next week.